the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Lucky Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the second hour of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is, um, let's see, how do I want to put this? Well, for one thing, I want to make sure I've got the right notes. Um, let's see, we're going to talk with... Uh, yeah. Oh, she's been a guest on the show before, and she's best-selling author, and uh, considered, um, oh, what's the phrase I was looking for, an iTunes, uh, a top iTunes podcaster. Anyway, she was doing a podcast called Be You Find Happy, and she's um, stopped that in lieu of a new podcast called But Why? And we're going to find out, we're going to find out why from uh, my guest, Michaela Renee Johnson, who joins me by phone. Hi, Michaela. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. I'm so happy to be back. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine, but I'm confused. I'm, I'm wrestling with, with why drop a podcast and start a new one. Well, you know, it's interesting because the podcast was, you know, highly successful, uh, 36 countries, top iTunes podcast, sharing with people on the weekly how to be happy, how to find happiness. And I started to realize, uh, you know, kind of through the pandemic that people were so incredibly unhappy in spite of, you know, 150 episodes of fantastic tips, tools, and tricks. And so I really started to kind of investigate the root causes of unhappiness. And when I did, I found out something very interesting, and that is that people had been living a very lukewarm life. And the pandemic threw them into a space where they could no longer cover up all the things that were making them unhappy with surface layer stuff like going to happy hours with friends or going, you know, away for the weekend and that sort of thing. And so what it came down to is uh, that most people don't really know their inner truth. They don't really know why they're doing the things they're doing on the daily. They're just doing them. And that leads to a space of resentment. It leads to a space of being kind of constantly on edge and um, not really being able to tap into grit and resiliency when you're challenged because you don't even really understand why you're doing what you're doing yourself. And so this podcast, the But Why podcast, you know, it's really a narrative shattering podcast. It's a very edgy, you know, it's challenging um, the ideas of things that we accepted to be fact. 
um, and diving deeper into the internal narratives that we create to kind of survive. And uh, so far, we've had a lot of fun episodes like, you know, why resolutions are a total waste of time and how they set you up to fail, why feminism has led to the loss of the mama bear instinct, why your money is worthless. So many great topics that I think um, are really twisting the way that people look at things and encouraging them to dive a little deeper, find some grit and resiliency and seek out true happiness. And how how is doing a, a different podcast or, or naming it differently, what do you have to do differently in this podcast than what you were already doing? You know, I really, so when I first started kind of the process, I actually had a couple of episodes that were just labeled the But Why series within the VU Find Happy podcast. But what I found was that, you know, people that were, uh, that were in that space of listening to that podcast, they were there because they necessarily didn't want to go deeper because they wanted the rainbows and butterflies in the morning. And so starting the new podcast involved um, coming up with all new artwork, a whole new tagline, all new music, um, new sponsorships, brand new platform. <laughs> um, I had to reach out to all of the bookers, you know, that we work with and say, hey, I'm, you know, we're, we're switching gears here, <laughs> no longer doing this. Um, and if you have a guest that fits, you know, that better aligns with this, then great. But if not, <laughs> um, so it was a, no small feat. It was definitely a larger undertaking, but the podcast every day, you know, is just climbing, climbing, climbing on the rankings. And it's been really exciting to see. Well, that's, that's fun. Um, how long is the podcast? You know, they range, uh, depending on the guests, from as brief as 20 minutes, if we can get to the point and have the conversation in that amount of time, to as long as an hour. Um, you know, so if we're talking about something, I, for example, I have a guest, Dr. Joy Pugh. She's been a repeat guest on both podcasts. Um, she's a History Channel biblical scholar and expert, and she dives into um, concepts of end times, the mark of the beast, Armageddon, you know, the trials and tribulations, all that. That takes a little longer than somebody who's talking about, you know, why psychedelics are taboo. <laughs> <laughs> why are they taboo? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the episode yeah, and find but, out. <laughs> but why? <laughs> How did you come up with that title, Michaela? Well, you know, it was one of those things where when I was a little girl, my mom said that it didn't matter how she answered a question. My reply was always, but why? <laughs> <laughs> she said she could launch into the greatest, longest description, and I would still say, but why? <laughs> so, you know, I just, it, it's one of those things that I've always kind of been programmed to ask constantly, and I never really accept the face value answer to anything, and that's kind of why I became a psychotherapist. Um, you know, so I, I often ask this question in, in my counseling sessions with clients, but why? And, um, you know, they kind of take a, take it aback for a moment and, and pause and like, uh, I don't know, you know? So I thought that that would be a really good um, title to kind of summarize the way that I, you know, walk through life. How, how is doing a podcast different than, um, you know, say doing a radio show like, like what I do? It streams live on my website, but it's also carried by a, uh, uh, a, Taren, uh, yeah, a, a radio station. 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, one of the one of the best parts about it is that it's not live, right? So I do occasionally live on Instagram or live on Facebook, but um, the podcast in and of itself is pre-recorded, and so it, it's kind of a catch twenty-two because sometimes we're talking about topics that are very apropos and timely, and then you know my editors have to kind of move things around and bump episodes to get you know it uh, it to the current spread rather than waiting a month or whatever because the but why podcast as an example right now is booked out uh seven weeks so it's you know gosh that's almost to april um so it's uh it's a little bit different in that way you know and managing the guests that have come on and telling them when their show date is going to be versus something that's like live radio here and now we're on air um i i actually worked in radio for a long time so um i think the podcast gives a little bit more flexibility as far as the types of topics and words you can use and things like that. You know, we're not necessarily governed by the FCC in the same ways as a radio show would be. Um, but it's got its downsides too. So my, my program's weekly and like I said, any, anywhere from 20 to an hour. So I don't have that strict time set. I've certainly been on radio shows where they're like, we're going on for seven minutes, you know, right, um, right. and we're going to take a commercial break after 3.5 or whatever. So I have a little bit more flexibility that way, but it does have some downsides as well. And do you break for uh, commercials or, or uh, I do. sponsors? I do. Almost all episodes have a break um, at the mid-roll for, you know, a sponsorship. And um, when I started the, the first episodes, I actually did not have a mid-roll break. And right now I've got them preloaded in the front um, just because after kind of sitting down with the team and talking about it, you know, we didn't want to stop the fluidity of the program when people are just starting to listen to it. So they can zip past that first sponsorship ad and get right to the bulk of the stuff and listen all the way through. But by about the, I don't know, seventh or eighth episode, I think the mid-roll is back. What's it like having a team? Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, it's funny because sometimes, you know, there's a little flub up where, you know, with everything, all of the moving parts, I'll have, something get dropped or something get missed or something get double booked. Um, but for the most part, that doesn't happen very often. And um, it's nice to have people helping vet the guests that are coming on. Um, you know, when I first started podcasting three years ago or almost four years ago now, uh, I was, you know, kind of in a space of taking whatever guests would come on and working through, you know, prying information out of them. And now uh, what's nice is, you know, having been kind of an established podcast host, um, I really feel like I um, have the ability to choose like the creme de la creme of the guests for the listeners, which is just a really nice space to be in. Do you have um, a, a, a theme that you try to stick to with your guests or um, are, are the subjects just all over the map? Um, for the first podcast, Do You Find Happy?, it was very specific. It was, you know, people that were in meditation, gratitude, and various different, um, you know, happiness building, uh, you know, platforms kind of things. And this one, it's all over the map. And I think that is why I had to start a brand new podcast was because I really didn't want to be tied to having to somehow link these topics to 
um, specifically happiness or how you can be happy. I wanted to take it a little bit broader and be able to kind of shatter some narratives on all sorts of different topics. Um, you know, if I wanted to talk about Area 51 and aliens, I wanted to be able to talk about that and not have to tie it back to yourself and happiness. Um, so that is one of the reasons that the new podcast was launched. <laughs> is there happiness? <laughs> is there happiness after alien abduction? Right. You know, I mean, I didn't want to have to be really stretching <laughs> to make that work. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and and I would think that it, it's it's maybe in in some ways uh, better for cheering people up. The more you explore different things, what kind of feedback do you get? Is there an interactive component to the podcast, or if if you're not doing it live, can you really have that? Um, there are voice memos through the podcasting platform that I use so people can click a link and send me a voice message. And I've certainly had quite a few of those. Um, at one point, I had a video go relatively viral and uh, on social media. And so then I had kind of this like spike of people that wanted to talk to me about that. <laughs> and so um, I had a lot of uh, commentary through my website. And so there's a couple of different ways, you know, because the website is linked in the show notes, people can click that and then reach out to me. And some of it goes directly to me and some of it doesn't on the website. It just depends on whether they're booking a session or what they're doing. But um, so, you know, there's a couple ways that people can reach out. And, and for the most part, how I get feedback is um, via social media. So I'll post a link to the episode and people will say, oh, I love this episode or what a great guest or something like that. And that's mostly how I get the feedback. Have you found trends in, in what things people seem most interested in? Oh, everybody is on the freedom and truth topic right now. So any, any guest that is talking about freedom and truth, um, whether it's a good comment or a negative comment, <laughs> <laughs> there's still comments. So, um, you know, the guests that are talking about that sort of thing, um, like right now, this week on the, on the podcast, I have the depopulation agenda um, and why it's a good thing. <laughs> so, so um, I mean, that's obviously very tongue-in-cheek. But um, so, you know, I expect that it, it launched yesterday morning at 5 a.m. I expect that it's, I'm going to have an inbox pretty full here. <laughs> I, I had a guest on the show recently tell me that before coming on the show, he had listened, uh, he had gone to the archive and listened to some older shows, and he was listening to one of the political roundtables that I do every week, and he said um, that he just he just laughed out loud when I made a joke about getting all my news from Facebook memes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's literally why I'm there. <laughs> that gives me all the memes, literally all the memes. And then I have like a group text message that I like spam them out to. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's so entertaining. I mean, if you can't see the humor in life, you're going to have a really hard time getting through it. Well, I want to talk some more about the new podcast, but I also want to get into and talk about the, the new book you have. Um, and uh, But I have to take a break here. Um, Michaela, can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes. My, my guest is Michaela Renee. Um, shoot, I put my page over there, and now I can't... Uh, 
I'll get it. M- Michaela Renee <laughs> Johnson. We'll be right back. Brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom What are you doing? Oh, you know, just, um, attorney general stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So, listen... We just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards, and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam? Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. 
Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation with uh, psychotherapist, podcaster, and author Michaela Renee Johnson. I think I got that right that time. You did. It's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Michaela, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, no, those were great. Those were very entertaining commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad you think so. Um, But let me me talk. uh, We've been talking about your new podcast, which is uh, um, actually uh, your old podcast was called Be You Find Happy. And you were on the show. We talked about that podcast, but we talked about your book, Empowered, a Motivational Journal for Women, I think. We did. Yes, you're right. And um, and and now you've started a new podcast, which is, um, I would say, a lot more eclectic, called "But Why." And um, yeah, I think eclectic's a good way to describe it. Actually, I think that's really a great great way to describe it. I when I first started the show that I do now, which was about 14 years ago. Um, I used to have a, a, a slogan that ran through one of the one of the promos that said it was powered by eclecticity. Ah, oh, I love that. That's a that's a really good way to phrase it. And and the idea was that I that I always wanted it to be wide open, not not just for different subjects, but different sides of of yeah. different issues and and things. Um, in fact, I had somebody uh, on earlier this week from the Ayn Rand Institute, which was kind of fun. Wow. Um, but uh, I, I want to talk about your new book. Um, is it out yet? When? No. That, yeah, so it's coming out in fall. I'm very excited. Okay. You know, the, um, the publishing process takes quite a bit of time there, but... Um, Yes, it's. Uh, I've almost completed uh, my part, and then it goes on to all the other people in line. And uh, I'm really excited about it. It's it's a growth it's a growth oriented book, and it's about a fixed mindset versus a growth oriented mindset. Um, you know, and it even talks about the ways our ego holds us back and things like that. So it's it's really exciting. It incorporates a lot of different things. Um, that I've witnessed as a psychotherapist in, in what holds people back from being able to grow and expand. And also, um, you know, I was writing it while I was getting my pilot's license. So from a growth standpoint, I was going through my own growth process and kind of overcoming things that tend to hold us back or, you know, um, get, get in our head and convince us that we can't. And it was really neat. It was very apropos. It was uh, just a really exciting process. What made you want to go out and get a pilot's license, Michaela? Well, you know, honestly, it was a couple of things. I started flying in private planes when I was 16. Uh, we have an airport in the small town in which I grew up in. And at the time, they had tail draggers events and all sorts of fun things. And um, my dad uh, is an aviator, et cetera. 
and I am surrounded by aviators. And at some point, I just said, you know, I should really learn how to land this thing in the event that someone chokes on a skittle or something. And everybody said, well, <laughs> if you're going to learn to land, you might as well learn to fly because learning to land is the hardest part. And I had no idea how true that statement was until I started my very first landing. I literally ground looped <laughs> the airplane and the instructor had to save it. So, um, yeah, it was it's it was quite the journey, and um, and then on top of that, I just felt like you know there's so many cool places that you can access um, with a with a tailwheel aircraft, and um, it just seemed like a really fun idea to be able to land on gravel gravel bars and go fishing with my son and that sort of thing. Well, that sounds like fun. I you know I had a chance. I, I didn't I didn't get to fly in it, and I'm not sure that I would have wanted to. But a 1956 Taylor. Which is a um... uh, oh a Taylor Craft yeah so um, I I'm very familiar with those airplanes actually there's a a, a pretty well known YouTuber who just intentionally wrecked one of those he oh, jumped no. out of it and he's got the FAA on his butt so that's kind of entertaining in a you know not great way but well there were only yeah, two or really three of those left that that um, were functioning yeah so it's really sad it's very sad um, and I. So I have um, a 1947 Piper Supercruiser, so very similar. Well, what about, um, there's, a, there's a new one that I just saw. I think it might be, uh, it, it might be Japanese. There's a new car plane. Really, and I just, I just wondered huh. if you would end up being in the market for that, because the only thing that keeps me from, you know, wanting to get one. Well, there's two. One is I'm scared to death to fly, <laughs> and the other one. Well, so there's that. Yeah, there's that, <laughs> and and the other one, of course, is they're kind of expensive, you know, because they're not a yeah. Million so of as them if around. I don't have enough, um, enough. Uh, creative ventures on my plate my son and I actually just started and we haven't launched it yet we're still we're still in the developing phases but um, we're starting a mom and son tailwheel flying uh, YouTube which is going to be really fun so I got the GoPro for the airplane and we're going to document our adventures and he does um, RC stuff so he's um, really big into the RC world and we're going to have a fun little YouTube channel together well that does sound like fun um, you know, all the kids say they want to be YouTubers these days. And I was like, well, you're 10, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to be involved in that. <laughs> it's, it's time. Oh, that's funny. Um, but getting back to your, uh, to your podcast and, and how that's, uh, that's going, how do you, how do you make it seem, um, or do you even concern about it? Uh, do you even get concerned about it being topical when you're booking seven months out? I I do a weekly uh, political roundtable, and one of the participants sends me an email the day before with a list of things that he thinks you know might be you know good to include you know to talk about, and he always ends the email with and whatever else happens in the next twenty four hours. Right, <laughs> whatever else unfolds between now and then. <laughs> yeah, and, and and so I wonder if you're booking something seven months out, is you know how, how do you ensure that it's still of interest, or are you concerned about tying to current events and current trends? 
Yeah, so it's it's seven weeks. So you oh, know, I thought you said seven. I thought you said seven months, and I thought oh, no, no, that's a long weeks. time out. No, no, just seven weeks. Um, and so you know what it kind of it how it how it kind of plays out is that most of the topics are something that are you know things that are interesting and engaging and that people would want to hear about without any kind of timeliness to them. But if I have something come up that's timely, um, then they get kind of moved to the front of the line and everybody else gets pushed pushed out a week. Um, and that seems to work pretty well. Um, you know, one of the episodes I have um, is like the Why Your Money is Worthless episode. You know, that's one of those where it, it doesn't have to, it can come out at any point because the topic is, the, you know, it's been around for 50 years as far as fiat currency and and things like that, the gold standard, whatever. So, so in that way, it's not <laughs> as big of a worry, you know. Right. Well, I, we have a, a state senator here in Michigan who just recently he's he's a lame duck. He's term limited out, but he um, issued a statement. I don't know why I'm getting this static. Anyway, he issued a uh, statement just recently that he thought Michigan should um, recognize Bitcoin as uh, legal uh, tender. And then Bitcoin just tanked. <laughs> it, it, it dropped in value by half. And, oh, and boy. you know, timing is, is everything sometimes. And I, and I just wondered when you book that, that far out. Of course, I, you know, I book out... Um, a month or two sometimes. Right, right, yes. Yeah, you know, I think it's just just being well aware and quick on your feet, and I think that's um, one of the nice things about, you know, I'm certainly not Joe Rogan. <laughs> so I have... Well, that's good, because then I'd have to take my music off of I, iTunes. Right. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, um, you know, being the size that I am, I have that flexibility to be able to kind of switch, switch gears quickly if I need to and not feel the, um, you know, the pressure of, oh, but this person is, you know, this, this, uh, you know, big New York Times bestseller that's going to, you know, freak out on me if their episodes moved because they've got all this promo material already ready to rock and roll or whatever. It's kind of nice that way. I'm small enough that I can, I can be flexible on my feet. Is is podcasting? I'm not sure how to set this up properly, but is is uh, our podcasts more popular now than they were pre-pandemic? I, I think so. I mean, I think I've just seen a rapid growth over from when I started and it was kind of very still eclectic, as you would have described um, to now. I think it was kind of a combination of probably technology and the way that was going combined with people having, you know, more time and wanting to seek out information from other sources, too, perhaps, you know. I know I've I've subscribed to uh, um streaming channels now that I I wasn't even the least bit interested in two years ago. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Mm -hmm. And and I'm watching a lot more uh, streamed things. What about the, the 
timing of that. I, I'm still kind of chained to the idea that a show happens at a certain time every day. We used to call it appointment listening or appointment watching um, for television, um, where you, you set aside that time because that's when it came on. People can, you know, drop in whenever they want, can't they? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that the biggest thing is, you know, you get most people have on notifications of some sort. And so when the podcast comes out, there's a thing that pops up on your phone that says new episodes available. Um, and so for that, I tried to definitely consider, you know, looking at analytics and considering the best time of the week and who I would be competing with. Um, I'm certainly not going to come out at the same time that Joe Rogan comes out as example or, you know, some of these other big podcasters because they're going to take that, hey, there's a new podcast episode over me. So, you know, there was a, there was quite a bit that actually went into the, okay, well, when do we want to launch this thing? When's going to be the best day of the week? When's going to be the best time of day? for the audience that I have in particular, you know, which is primarily, um, at least the last one was primarily women. Um, now I'm seeing much more of a shift to it being pretty 50-50 at this point. How, how, does, how does that happen? Uh, the, well, the I mean, have you, have, you, I, have you tried to figure out why all of a sudden men started listening? Was it some marketing thing you did or I think so I just think that the episodes that I are am putting out are ones that also appeal to men where perhaps some of the other ones were more focused on you know it, women tend to want to journal and you know about gratitude or whatever or I had a lot of stuff on how to let go of mom guilt and things like that on be you find happy where this one's you know more aimed at uh, what would be um, equal as far as interest, I think, goes. Are you concerned that that there are so many podcasts coming out now, more and more people are doing them, and, and there are other, um, other ways for people to, quote, broadcast? Um, you know, I see live Facebook programs and YouTube things. Um, are, are you concerned that um, the more of that that happens, um, the less you're you know, going to be able to my, stand it, out? You know, it's not my primary source of income. Um, and I feel that the direction that this podcast is headed has got a creative twist to it that sets it apart from you know, but certainly when I started Be You Find Happy, you know, there weren't a whole lot of happiness podcasts. And by the time I finished, it was a pretty muddy pond. And I kind of feel like that's where I am with But Why, you know. Um, so in that way, I still feel good about it. And honestly, um, because my income is not reliant on it, 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 it takes the edge off and allows it to be kind of a fun, fun thing for me to do and get to broaden my horizons in the world. So I kind of look at it where, you know, I certainly want to see it succeed and have success, but I'm also not financially dependent on it. Did you, did you always want to include guests and, and do like an interview kind of or conversational kind of uh, yes, back and from forth? from the get-go. Yes, from the get-go. I had... Uh, I had a guest who joined me for the very first episode of Be You Find Happy, and then she kind of 
you know, split off to do her life. And I started inviting new guests on. And, um, and then with this one from the very get go, it was, it was absolutely going to be conversational. Every once in a while, I do solo cast. And actually, the very first episode of But Why is a solo cast. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't know that I would be comfortable doing that. Or, um, and, and there are so many out there, you know, uh, that, that have, have done those, um, on radio and online, um, the, the Rush Limbaugh's and Sean Hannity's and I, I always call that rant radio. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good descriptor. Well, and, and that's the thing. I didn't, I didn't want to do, um, a show, and and I get the impression that you feel the same way. That was just me expressing my opinions or attitudes, or or even in you know some limited cases expertise, but um, but to be a conversation with people who know stuff. Yeah, and I I feel like that's part of that expanding my own horizons. Um, certainly, yeah. you know, in 150 episodes of Be You Find Happy, I think I had four solo casts where, you know, I just felt incredibly inspired to share some thoughts on something, but they were very few and far between. So, yeah, I definitely think that even just from like a style standpoint, I'd much rather sit down and have a conversation with somebody and get that feedback of like looking at things differently than just spouting out to the open air, which feels kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, where can, uh, where can people find your podcast? Yeah, it's really simple. They can actually go to beyoufindhappy.com, B-E-Y-O-U, findhappy.com. And it's got both the old podcast and the new podcast on there. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, um, so is the project with your son and YouTube the the next thing up for you, or do you have uh, something else in the works? I know the book will be out in the fall. Podcast is already up and running. What 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 else is on your uh, to do list, Michaela? Fortunately, that is it. <laughs> I, I mean, as if that's not enough. I don't think I fill this plate with anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you got to save up and get a, a car plane. Right. I need a car plane. Or how about a boat plane? That would be really cool. <laughs> oh, that'd be way cool. Uh, but that's, yeah. But that's, that's like superhero stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> I can't be a superhero quite yet. I'll have to save that for a little while. <laughs> um Michaela, how when did you start the new the new podcast? It launched uh January 3rd of this year. So it kind of came oh, out the gate swinging in 2022. Yeah. So you're only what? the other one ended. It it just happened to work out. Yeah, that the timing was such that I could kind of launch it at the start of a new year. Although I've been you know, prepping for it from September of last year. So it was certainly behind the scenes. It was, you know, in the works for quite a few months. But um, So you're, what, four or five episodes deep now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think today's episode, yeah, four or five. 
and and when does it uh, when do you post? Yeah, it comes out uh, Wednesday mornings at five a.m. So it hits the East Coast around eight a.m. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if I don't have, uh, if I'm not pre-recording something, I'll have to tune in because that's yeah, for sure. Before it's my a lot of starts. fun. It's it's really engaging and comical and humorous and serious and all the things. Yeah, is there is B U Find Happy the best um, uh, website for people to find out more about you and your work? Past, yes, present, and absolutely. Future? I've got all the books on there. I've got kind of different, you know, interviews that I've done, counseling information, things about the flying journey, all sorts of stuff. That page is actually becoming quite cluttered <laughs> with all these adventures <laughs> I'm thinking on. <laughs> no, that's great. So many times when I talk to people about their website, it's it's always. Uh, under construction or being revamped <laughs> oh yeah no i've got the blog up there which um has you know co uh blog posts but also transcripts of former guests and all sorts of things so it's um it's a really full web page where you can find out all sorts of of different things about the projects and um you know ways to be happy too which is which is really cool well michaela um Good luck with the show and uh, and with the book coming out next fall. I hope you'll come back and talk about the book. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you for, so much for having me on today. And um, I, I guess keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Tom. Take care. All right. You too. That was uh, Michaela Renee Johnson. And um, after doing 150 episodes of Be You Find Happy... And on the uh, heels of the ongoing pandemic, um, she is uh, she has launched a uh, new podcast called But Why. She has a new book coming out this fall, uh, Growth Mindset Workbook for Adults, Empowering Insights and Exercises to Turn Challenges into Opportunities and Achieve Your Full Potential. And uh, with that, we will have uh, more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Old Fashioned Radio For a new generation TomSumnerProgram.com The TomSumnerProgram.com The TomSumnerProgram.com From the Tom
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all-night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. Is a major factor in dancing like a retard. May cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! From the Tom 
This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. When I was 19, I was lucky. I found a job, like, you know, when I should have been uh, still learning about it, and, uh, it inspired wonderful wino and Willie West, a character of mine. Radio stations, of course, change personnel rather rapidly. Willie West is no longer at wonderful wino. He's been replaced by Scott Lame. Hi, gang! Scott Lame here! The boss jock with the boss sounds from the boss list of the boss 30 that my boss told me to play! <laughs> right here on the nifty 850. <laughs> Wonderful Wino Radio! Wonderful Wino! The big sound in the big town. Why no time? Bing bong. Five minutes past the big hour at five o'clock. Hey, we'll get started with one of the big sounds this week. Number five. Number five, number five, number five, number five, number five. Last week was number nine. Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. Moved up four spaces. Four spaces, four spaces, four spaces, four spaces. Here it is, one of the new super groups. Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Sacco, and Vanzetti. And the ever-present footprints cross the shadows on the carpets of the hallways of the memories of your mind. Okay, kids, one of the big sounds and a great story behind that one. And you heard it first right here on Wonderful Wino. Wonderful Wino. Why no time? Bing bong. Five minutes past the big hour of five o'clock. Moving along with two in a row. A big double play. Back-to-back sounds for you on the Scott Lane get-together on a wonderful Wednesday. Here's a tune that's really moving fast. When I say fast, it was recorded at nine o'clock this morning. <laughs> At 12 noon, it was number 15. At 3 o'clock, it was the number one sound in town. And now it's a golden oldie. Solid gold to make you feel old. Solid gold to make you feel old. A golden flashback from the summer of 69, before you were born, remember, kids? Here they are, the red, white, and blue electric outdoor Protestant blues band. Jenny. We. Jenny. Okay. Okay, it's always good to get into some super gold. Super gold. Okay, we'll take about five minutes out here for the latest news from around the world from the award-winning Wino Newsroom. And then back with more of the big sounds for you here on the Scott Lane Get Together for one of Wednesday afternoon. Why no time? Ping pong. Five minutes past the big hour of five o'clock. <laughs> Soon as we come back, we'll be listening on medical records. Won't you take my heart by the donors? And my body is rejecting your heart by the recipients. But first, why no news? Why no news? Why no news? 
across the nation and up your street. Here it is. Wino News with Wino Newsman Bill Beeper. Saigon. Phnom Penh. Bangkok. That's it from Wino News. Details on the half hour. Okay, kids, and back with more of the big sounds for you here. Wino time, bing bong, five minutes past the big hour of five o'clock. Right here on Wonderful Wino, Wonderful Wino. More hits, more often. Big number seven this week. Number seven, number seven, number seven, number seven, number seven, number seven. This is one of the great bands from San Francisco, Brain Damage. And a tune that's uh, really making it for them. In fact, it's number three, number three, number three, number three, number three, number three. That's right, it moved up four spots while I was talking about it. Here it is. <laughs> Okay, one of the big sounds that you heard right here. A wonderful wino, wonderful wino. Wino time, ping pong, five minutes past the big hour of five o'clock. And say, stick around following the show, kids. We'll be featuring some local basketball, local basketball. Today, Andy Granatelli Vocational plays the, the Mighty Purple of Owsley High. One of the big games, too. And okay, let's move back with more of the big sounds. Billy and the Blemishes and One Last Pimple. I got one last pimple from Grand State with you. Don't know whether to break it or leave it alone. It's the only one I call mine. Hey, don't forget, kids, if you have a problem like that, yes, if you're the only one in the crowd who doesn't have unsightly blemishes, pick up on Pimple On. Now you can put them anywhere you want. Put them all on one side of your face and look the other way. Put a peace sign on your forehead. Spell out your girlfriend's name on your back. Hey, coming up during the next hour here on the uh, Scott Lame Show, we'll be listening to the new John Lennon single, which if you play it backwards at slow speed, it screws up your needle. And don't forget, the Associated Press tells us that 218 people have been killed on the nation's highways. The National Safety Council expects a total of 500. You're not trying, friends. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. 